The Film Guide with Sam and Chris, part of the St Albans podcast with Danny Smith. Hello and welcome to this week's St Albans Film Guide. It is I, local film fan Chris Aikman, and we are joined uh, this week by the our regular guest presenter, the expert in all things film and cinema, uh, Dr Samantha Rolf. Uh, hello, Sam. Hello, Chris. Yep. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like it when I big you up like that, do you? No, when I'm I'm not an expert in all things film and television. When, when I make it sound like your PhD is in some sort of cinema studies or or film and media or yes, because I don't like to you. mislead people. It's it induces anxiety. Okay. Well, <laughs> you've seen films before. So, uh, first of all, part one, we're going to see what's new in cinemas this uh, week. Part two is always what's new on streaming. And then part three, we're going to look at what films are on free-to-air television for the forthcoming week. But like I said, first, new to cinema. And first up is is a big one that I am very excited about. That is Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. Yeah, that's right. So it's out for a week in cinemas Yes. From today, the 25th of November, 2022. So if you miss it in the cinema for a week, uh, because, yeah, obviously that is a, you know, people are busy. We've got like two years of socialising to catch up on. We're not about to sit in a cinema, not talking to each other. Or maybe, I, maybe. I'm very maybe... much prepared to do that, yes. Okay. <laughs> well, great. But yeah, not everyone has the time just to get to the cinema, like, with a week's notice. Don't worry, though. It will be out on Netflix I think we should clarify, they haven't had a week's notice. It hasn't... People have known it's coming out for a while and have ample time to prepare. Okay, well, I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I thought, oh, it's coming out on Netflix and that's not till the 23rd of December. But, oh, apparently it's in the cinema for a week. Because obviously Oscars and money. Money, they want to make money back. Netflix are doing this uh, more and more frequently. Films in in the cinemas for... A week, maybe two. I mean, next, I, sorry, continue. I mean, why not though, right? Like, they are a production company in the same way as like Lionsgate, Columbia, blah blah blah. Yeah, and so this is the sequel to the very popular first film, just called Knives Out, uh, which introduced the world to Benoit Blanc, the Southern detective played by Daniel Craig, and then Netflix bought up the rights to. Parts two and three, there is a third one coming up. They paid a lot of money to get two more films from Ryan Johnson. And I'm very much looking forward to this because, as you know, Sam, Knives Out was one of my very favourite films of when of the year it came out. And very much looking forward to this. Hopefully it can recapture the magic of the first one. Well, that's it. That's it. It's, it's, the, it's the difficult second album, isn't it? It's it's a tricky one. But the, the cast, the lineup, is mm. pretty spectacular. Given, you know, obviously the first one had like so many people in it as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> Name two of them oh, that no. aren't Daniel Craig. Oh, I was going to say Daniel Craig. <laughs> um, oh, um, Tony Collette. Yeah, Tony Collette was in it. Yes. And, and. You can do it. I believe in you. Ooh, I can see the I can see one of the other ladies. Um, yeah. Oh no, um, Captain America. He was in it. Chris yep. Evans. Chris Evans. Good. I was wondering if you get him. Uh, I forgot he was in it briefly there, but yes, no, he was he was good because um, obviously, sort of the Captain America character is 
shiny he, and yeah, he's so he's so positive, good, and noble. good, noble, and yeah. So to like, he basically flipped Captain America on his head in that. He plays that such was... a sort of smarmy, smug, rich boy. Ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you, I can't name any other people though. You so. could have had uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. That's the that's who I was thinking of. You, yes. you could have had Anna de Armas. You could have had Michael Shannon. You could have had Frank Oz, who plays Yoda himself, uh, not in Knives oh, Out. I was going to say I don't remember Yoda in there, but okay. <laughs> uh, Christopher Plummer was in there. It, it's an all all star cast, but yes, this one this cast is great. Also, you got Kate Hudson, you got Edward Norton, you got Jessica Hennick, you got Catherine Hahn. Who's, who's thanks to WandaVision, uh, very in right now. Uh, Janelle Monet, you've got Dave Batista, you've got a whole host of uh, people who maybe did it. Who knows? We'll find out. So exciting. Yes. So, yeah, this is going to be pretty spectacular, hopefully. And, yeah, so we're going to try and try and catch it in cinema, I think. Yes. But I guess if not, we'll have to wait until just before Christmas. We'll have to wait another month. Okay. Well, so next up after that, we have a very different film, a film called She Said. Yeah, that, that that's that's right. I feel like I always say that. That's right, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Thank uh, I you. Need to, Thank you for affirming that I was correct there. Yeah, I need to come up with a better way to segue into what I want to say. But anyways, so this is, I feel like, kind of like a similar expose movie to, was it Spotlight, where they looked yes. at the investigative journalism that was conducted into sort of the like pedophilia that was rampant is rampant maybe still allegedly i don't know uh within the catholic church <laughs> cover yourself with an allegedly just throw yeah it in there. but yes <laughs> exactly. it, it was about yeah sort of child abuse done by priests within the the boston area in the early 2000s and how mm. they uncovered well years of of this abuse but also how the catholic church within boston and in a sort of the world at large had sort of just how they'd not dealt with it and covered it up and covered allowed it, up, it to mo- continue. moved moved these abusers around to just different places and sort of yeah yeah so this this movie instead um is focusing on sort of the more recent uh me too movement um for want of a better phrase where it has become horribly apparent despite obviously for many 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 years decades centuries it's been known about but just not spoken about women in and and also um young men as well being used abused um having their careers ruined uh, at the hands of powerful movie producers directors you know generally white men um in those power power positions and for one person to stand up and tell their story no one no one was listening so it took many people to all say at the same time look this is the horror that has been going on and then finally the world started to listen and obviously then throughout through that so many other stories came to light as well and so this is a sort of I guess dramatization of that of that similar thing where it was an investigative journalism piece and lots of work that went into it to try and convince people this is the time, like this is the time that we can actually start to make a difference and shine a light on this horrible culture that exists within the film industry and many other places, not just the film industry, within academia we see it, within I'm sure like police forces and other education places and so many, so many different like workplace cultures. So 
we, so this this film is it i mean it's about yeah the, the film industry but also specifically um looking at the case of Harvey Weinstein the disgraced and now imprisoned film producer and sort of media mogul he was he was the head of Miramax who produced so many oscar winning films and he he was one of the most powerful people in hollywood and yeah all of these stories have since come out from very famous women who had you know their careers almost derailed but also many women who had their careers entirely derailed before they even started exactly um, well there's going to be so many people who could have been a, you know a, a household name that we will never hear about because they didn't get that chance because of the way they were treated it also it sounds like it reminds me of spotlight is because it's about the the investigative side of it but also the um, more recent film bombshell which was about uh, sexual harassment at fox news uh, by roger ailes and starred uh, charlie theron margot robbie and uh, nicole kidman and yeah more of these stories are coming out and the stories are being dramatized so expect to see see more in the future. There was actually one quite an interesting one that I haven't seen, but was was very well received critically a couple of years ago. Was the Assistant, which tells the story essentially it's a fictionalized kind of a fictionalized version of this story, but told from the point of view of an assistant in a in a movie production house who sort of starts putting bits and bobs together about sort of sexual harassment in the workplace and sort of finds herself relatively powerless to do anything about it. But like I said, I haven't seen that, so can't really comment on it. But yes, this uh, does sound very interesting. A very good cast as well. It's a good week for good cast. Carrie Mulligan, uh, Zoe Kazan, uh, Andre Brower, who people will recognise from as Captain Holt from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, I was excited to see him in the trailer. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen him in a movie because he's been doing a lot of TV sort of recently. But yeah, good to, good to see him back. Uh, but yeah, it sounds very interesting. Then again, another change of pace uh, <laughs> entirely. We have... Roald Dahl's Matilda the Musical. Now, am I correct in saying that this is also a Netflix film that is being in cinemas for a, a short amount of time? Do you know what, Chris? I wish I knew. I'll find out. You start talking and I'll uh, I'll find okay. out for you. I feel like now that you've said that, I feel like yes, but let's confirm. So yes, this is... So Roald Dahl's Matilda, obviously an entity. Roald Dahl's Matilda the Musical was an adaptation of Roald Dahl's book, Matilda which has now since, which has had its run and is, I, I guess, maybe still running. I don't, I'm not familiar with, with theatre show runs and has been very, very well received and has then now been made into a film. So this is not an adaptation of the 90s Matilda film and made no. into a musical. This, is, this has had its own path <laughs> to become a film. And as the title says it is a musical there are multiple songs within the you know the, the story it looks like it's looks like a lot of fun you know the Matilda story is uh, quite an interesting one you know a child who's very clever and unable to express her intelligence at home because her parents are just not interested and so she finds solace in her teachers and her librarian, who uh, we have Lashana Lynch and Sindhu V playing uh, those characters, which I'm really excited about that. Miss Honey and Mrs. Phelps, respectively. I don't know, Sindhu V, I don't know if people necessarily, like, I feel like she's... She, I think she'd be recognisable to a fair amount of people, but maybe not know why, because she, she's a stand-up comedian is what she's most yeah. famous for. But she's done Live at the Apollo and she's done sort of various, like, 
mock the week and those sort of panel shows and things yeah and she like uh for me she's been on um the guilty feminist podcast a lot as well yes so that i you know i know her work through that as well and so to see her in like a major movie is really exciting i think that's awesome and we've got emma trunch uh emma trunchball emma trunchball (laughs) emma thompson starring as miss trunchball and she's got like prosthetic facial features on and so yeah she looks kind of obviously i wouldn't have recognized that it was emma thompson chris because nope i don't know what anyone looks like and so nope. yeah put a prosthetic on someone and that's it i'm entirely lost but given that i don't know is it unfair to say that she plays like quite sort of charming characters would that be a good word to use well, g- generally emma thompson yeah i, th- I think yeah, probably, but the, I mean, there's also so you know, she's such a charming sort of person anyway. Maybe it's just her gen- real generally life. <laughs> quite well loved. Maybe, yeah. maybe you know that sort of we read that into her characters. Mm. I, I will clarify that yes, this film is a Netflix film, uh, much like Glass Onion, okay, and is being released in cinemas and then will be released on Christmas Day. Well, on oh, Christmas Day, brilliant. Okay, so yeah, I think I think if you're going in, like, so I was reading a few sort of discussion points around it and people were saying if you're going in expecting like a remake of the film then that's not what you know don't be there for that but also it is also a little bit is a bit different to the book I don't I haven't seen the the show so I don't I don't know so yeah just it's a sort of reimagining and obviously you've got the, the songs and things so exciting yeah very good that's quite a good selection of films out on in the cinemas this week so in part two we're going to see what is new to streaming welcome to part two and new to streaming this week we've got a very very small selection here sam Uh, so on netflix what do we have well, they're putting everything in the cinema this week. That's so, true. Very true. Um, yeah, and also Prime, there wasn't anything really. And I looked even on Mubi. I couldn't see any sort of original or particularly prominent. I mean, it's a bit unfair because, yeah. But so, yes, we just have the one to discuss here. Coming out on Thursday, the 1st of December on Netflix, as you say, we have a Norwegian film called Troll. And this, I was at first confused. I was like, but... Is it? I I thought it wasn't a original movie at first because there's a uh, two thousand and <clears throat> film um, <laughs> yes. called Troll Hunter, which I initially thought, oh, it's that because I thought it was just called Troll, and then I was reading about it and it was like, oh, the directors got had this idea for like twenty years and so on and so forth. I was like, but but they already made the, this movie, but no. <laughs> Apparently, um, there's a lot of movies, Norwegian movies, about trolls because it's a very prominent uh, mythical creature um, within yeah, Norwegian culture. And so this uh, is essentially a monster movie with a troll, if you'd had it, I guess. And the tagline is, when an explosion in the Norwegian mountains awakens an ancient troll, officials appoint a fearless paleontologist to stop it from wreaking deadly havoc. Wreaking? Yeah. Wreaking havoc is what I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, I watched the trailer for this and it is quite interesting because the troll itself is kind of cartoonish in the way it's been animated okay but i mean like what does a troll even look like so like you can make it look like whatever (laughs) you want i guess right Um, yeah good point well made thank you but yeah so and it kind of looks like well is it 
I can't quite put I couldn't quite put my finger on whether it was like super serious or not, but I think it looked quite fun and or maybe really scary. I don't know. It could go either way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that is uh Troll out on Thursday the 1st of December on Netflix. Right, finally, in part three, uh, we're going to be discussing Sam's picks of films on free-to-air television. Now, normally, Sam, you you complain that you have a hard week picking films that there isn't much to to discuss. What did you think of this week in your selection? Well, it was still quite tricky, but not. It wasn't like bare bones tricky. Like I've been, I've been able to get. I think what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six six movies out of you know seven and not every day but covered most days i think and and um, normally you have something on there from the horror channel that was made for about four thousand pounds and i know right so and, uh, it's called something you know something something versus something something absolutely and so there wasn't okay this is okay this is why this is why okay it's because there are and i complained about this last time and it, it was like october at that point there are now two Christmas channels that have popped up. And not only, which is fine, that's fine. They're sort of, you know, they're going to repurpose their their like crime TV channel for a couple of months. But other channels, you know, more mainstream channels are now putting Christmas films on. So <laughs> there weren't even that many horror films around. But I do have one on the list, so it's okay. Okay. Well, starting with tomorrow, Saturday, 26th of November, on ITV2, you've got, oh, Stone Cold Classic from 2001. It's Legally Blonde. That's right. See, uh, that's right. I know. I need to come up with a better way of saying things. Okay. <laughs> that's wrong, Chris. No. Oh, uh. oh, wait, it's not? It's not Legally Blonde? <laughs> no, it absolutely is Legally Blonde. Reese Witherspoon, uh, probably one of her like defining roles, I would say, right? She is playing Elwood's supposed ditzy blonde trying to decide what am I going to do in college she's put put in that stereotypical box and then her boyfriend from high school is now breaking up with her because she's not good enough for him she's not like the one and so she's like hang on a second what's going on the point of it is is that she essentially is like, well, how like I can prove myself. I can prove to him that I am like clever, can do anything. And so she decides I'm going to go to law school. If he can go to law school, I'm going to law school. Win him back. She, she gets. They go to Harvard, don't they? That's right. What she like gets it's into hard? Harvard Law School? Yeah. yeah what like, like it's, it's hard. hard? And uh, yeah, it's. It, we we watched it relatively recently. I think yep. it was earlier this year again, and it's over twenty years old now. Legally Blonde, oh, and no. I think <laughs> I think it still I think it still holds up. It does, it does. I mean, there are I'm sure like without having watched it that recently. I know we like you just said we watched it quite recently, but I'm sure there are the odd turn a phrase that you wouldn't it, like, it, use today. Some of it's dated, yeah. But it's sure. but, but like, the same but I think compared to a lot of comedy things that are even actually not as old as that, mm. I think for a large part it holds up. 
Yeah. And, you know, she goes there trying, she goes to Harvard Law School in order to win back the, the boyfriend. But in the end, she just ends up finding herself and being amazing. And that's all you can really want. Great. So different, slightly different film. Uh, at 6.55, also on Saturday, on great movies, you've got The Adjustment Bureau from 2011, an adaption of a Philip K. Dick book called uh, Adjustment Team, I believe. Uh, okay. Adjustment Team. In fact, team. I learned literally <laughs> on Tuesday. Well, I would love it if they had kept that because I don't know how to, one, say Bureau or bureau. spell it. <laughs> bureau. 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 Nope, stop putting an R in it that where there isn't one. Bureau. Bureau. That, there you go. Okay. One more time. Bureau. 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 I think you're still wanting to put an R in there. I, I, okay, it doesn't matter. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. You got closer. Okay, so the adjustment team from 2011, <laughs> starring, I want to say Matt Damon. You are correct in yes. saying that. And... Brown-haired lady. You can do it, yeah, brown-haired lady. No, I really don't. No. Emily Blunt. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. And it's a whole, it's a timey-wimey sci-fi situation. It is indeed. I'm pretty much described it. <laughs> Would recommend. Yeah, it's it's good fun. It's a good fun film. Uh, also got Anthony Mackie in there and uh, Terrence Stamp, a few other people. Uh, so Sunday, 27th of November, well, looky here, it's only Legally Blonde 2, Red, White and Blonde, the sequel to Legally Blonde. <laughs> this I haven't seen this film, so I, I cannot possibly comment on the quality of it. I also have not seen this film. Ah, so this is one of those ones we put in there basically for ourselves. That's right. And it's, it is Reese Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not, it's not a Grease 2 situation um, or... Dirty Dancing 2. So. I don't know. I, th- I feel like you're besmirching <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer here. The great what? Michelle Pfeiffer. From which one? Grease 2. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it. but Now, in talk- it's obviously, you know, shouldn't talk about other podcasts, other film podcasts on our film podcast, but uh, Brett Goldstein, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Roy Kent from Ted Lasso, has a very good film podcast called Films to be Buried With. And he insists that Grease 2 is a masterpiece. I do remember hearing this, yes. And it, I, I would love anyone. to see it. I would love to see it. But we're getting sidetracked because we're talking about Legally Blonde 2, Red, White and Blonde. Yeah, which obviously is meant to be like Red, White and Blue, right? Like, Correct. Uh, that's right. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's there for anyone who wants to have a wonderful time with Reese Witherspoon over the next couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who want to have a wonderful time with Reese Witherspoon over the course of a couple of days. So that's on at 4.50 on ITV2 on Sunday. Uh, on Tuesday, we're skipping Monday, on Tuesday, the 29th of November, at 1.35am, Sam. Yes. This is one to set your VCRs up for recording on the old tape plate. You know, Make sure you've got a nice tape you can put in the VCR. And 1.35am on Film 4, it's 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, see, I feel like this this movie has really been, like, it's been given the, it's been given the graveyard shift, but it's so good. It's so good. You, I, okay, dear listener, um, Sam and I watch a lot of films together. Uh, Sam likes to, I've, I've often stopped asking now, like, uh, like, 
you know, with a lot of people after a film's finished, uh, you might say, oh, what do you think of that? I've kindly stopped asking now because Sam likes to have a little ruminate on um, on a film. And there have been a couple of times where I've, I've asked straight after a film and you said, oh, that's all right. And then a few days later, we've been discussing it with someone else and you said, oh, it's one of the best films I've ever seen. <laughs> and clearly over the course of a few days, you've like calibrated what you thought about it. Yeah, it's got to settle in. Like, does the film like, you know, are you thinking about it a few days later? If you're not, was it that good? Like, come yeah. on. And, but with 10 Cloverfield Lane, as soon as the credits started rolling, you literally turned to me and said, I, expletive, loved it. <laughs> That's just the words you used. Yeah, so, expletive is a great word, isn't it? Yeah. It was weird that you used that word. Mm, very strange. But yeah, you, you knew straight away that you loved it. Yeah, and so for anyone who isn't familiar, there was Cloverfield back in, what, like 2000 and... I think 2007. Yeah, sort of mid to late 20s? No, (laughs) 2000s. (laughs) Yes. And that was kind of like a found footage style film. Giant monster attacks. Monster attacks. New York City. Yeah, exactly. And it was sort of this one-off sort of, like, I feel like it was reason like well received at the time but I like maybe so. more i don't know i think it i think it was pretty well received and did pretty well at the cinema yeah and then it was like well are they going to make a sequel like follow on because it kind of left like open at the end as to like what happens with the monster and everything and i, I you know i'm assuming there was like some hunger for that over the over several years decade later but what they sort of decided to do instead was have kind of like a a collection of films which were in not even necessarily in the same universe but sort of odd i i think what happened with this one was it was going to be a an entirely standalone film yeah nothing to do with cloverfield and then it sort of because jj abrams did the first film and I think produced this one because there's also the Cloverfield Paradox, yeah, which was I, I believe even more hastily sort of retconned into the mm-hmm. Cloverfield news. And I can tell you, makes absolutely zero sense. No, I was interesting cast, good cast, absolutely no sense whatsoever. Very disappointing, and and it feels like it's been retconned in. Whereas I think this one was going to be because it's about okay, it's about a young woman who's in a car accident she then gets taken into a bunker by the young woman's played by mary elizabeth winstead who is great in everything and she's taken into a bunker by and sort of rescued and she's injured and she's healed up by a john goodman who for the my john money goodman. Like, he jo- plays himself yeah, he plays himself it's weird <laughs> it's a it's interesting uh, choice but it works <laughs> And for my money, John Good- John Goodman is an incredibly underrated actor. I think he's he's yeah. so good in everything, and he's particularly good in this. And there's also another young man who's under the, uh, in the bunker with them. And John Goodman says, "Sorry, you can't leave. It's the end of the world. There was an apocalypse, essentially." It's a sort of, and she doesn't know whether to believe him or what's happening. And we'll leave it there in terms of indeed what happens. But it's it yeah. It's tense. It's incredibly well acted. It's, yeah, I think a, a film that 
not enough people saw. And it doesn't deserve the one thirty five a.m. slot. It deserves no. a 7 p.m. or a 9 p.m. slot. Probably 9 p.m. I think I it's... I will be uh... writing to film for <laughs> but in, about this. You know, in the meantime, get your VH- VHSs and your VCRs sorted and 1.35 a.m. 10 Cloverfield Lane on film four. Now, Tuesday... Well, this is also Tuesday. Both were on Tuesday. Uh, at 9 p.m. on BBC Three, we've got Ready Player One. Yeah, so... For anyone who wasn't paying attention, BBC Three is back on TV. Yes. <laughs> um, Has been for a little while yet. Yeah, just in case you hadn't noticed. And yeah, this is a Ready Player One adapted from book of the same name, where it's a future in which everything is done through like a VR interconnected cyber world, kind of like Life 2.0 or Second Life if anyone's familiar with that, where you have like an avatar and you can walk around in a virtual world and, you know, literally live your li- live a life within that universe at, in, in our current, you know, real life uh, world that we live in today. But like everything happens there. School, so in the movie, I mean, yeah, schooling, work, pretty much everything. And outside of that, the world is kind of crumbling and people playing games within the universe as well. And then the the sort of creator of this of this plane of existence that people are now uh, living and working dies and has created a sort of treasure hunt w- that is within the world for people for someone to find and like inherit his his billions his or, outrageous fortune yeah and because he you know he didn't have any um, an heir or anything. And so then essentially it's it follows the story of of these people who are attempting to obviously find this huge fortune and at the same time the outside world you know there's the bad guys in the outside world who are trying to stop them and also get information from them in order to find it for themselves and it and uh yeah it's it's it's, it's quite a fast paced it's a Steven Spielberg film. It is indeed, yes. It's a bit of a sort of you know departure from his other work. You know, considering in more recent years he's I mean he did West Side Story uh, last year, and uh, in more recent years things like L- Lincoln and War Horse. So a bit of a change. Yeah, but he did like War of the Worlds and that. He did do War of the Worlds and that. <laughs> and ET, <laughs> like that's all sci-fi. No, I'm not saying he didn't, but this is like because it's, no. it's more of a big sort of cgi heavy lots of lots of it's set in this this virtual world very true uh, which is a bit unlike some of the more recent stuff he's done but yes so ready player one 9 p.m on bbc3 on tuesday now on wednesday 30th november we've got a, a very little unknown film uh, you know most people won't have heard of it uh, it's from the 1970s so it's well old so old. Uh, at 9 p.m on itv4 Ridley Scott's Alien. Indeed, yes. And now, Sam, do you like this movie? Uh, not really. I don't even know why I put it on here. <laughs> Is this your favourite movie? Uh, you see, when people say, oh, what's your favourite movie? That is a hard question because it's like, well, what mood am I in? Like, what genres are we talking about? Like, do I have three hours or an hour and a half to watch that movie? Oh, because the three hour one would be RRR. Well, obviously. <laughs> obviously, Chris. Obviously, but 
Yeah, I mean, Alien is definitely up there. Like, I could watch and rewatch and have watched and rewatched this movie tens, if not like potentially like a hundred times. And it is a horror. And so, if you're not, you know, if you're if you're not by nature, if your constitution is low, <laughs> what did you say? Dead inside. Dead, dead inside. <laughs> yes, as I am. My soul left my body when I was, uh, I don't know. <laughs> In a previous life, it left my body. Yeah, so it it may not be for you in that respect, but if you can stomach it and you enjoy horror with, you know, a sci-fi element, of course, then, like, I just, I don't know what there isn't. There's just, it it could be the perfect, it could be the perfect horror sci-fi, honestly. And I can't necessarily think of anything right now off the top of my head that, equals it in the way you know it doesn't overly do jump scare it like earns it earns every piece yeah. of suspense and j- any jumps and so yeah and and just the the characters are all because it is a, it is a smallish cast because of you know it's set within a space ship and you have a certain number of people working on that on that ship and so but every character is like developed in a way that you know you you care about each of them and um and they seem like real people indeed they're... yeah exactly they're not just the oh the engineer guy or whatever who you hear a couple of lines off of and then he you know gets killed first or whatever that's just that's just not how how it works out and uh yeah it's just and like the sets are amazing obviously you know being 1979 we're looking at basically everything is practical i don't think that no i don't think there's any like computer generated no nothing no it's it's, it's one of those films as well if you watch it like a restored version on sort of blu-ray or 4k it looks fantastic still it's the, the way it was shot it yeah. was just you know the lighting and and the cinematography and everything composition of everything it looks beautiful still there are some films that get restored and you're like this sort of looks still it looks better, but no, a- Alien looks wonderful. Yeah, and like the <laughs> the idea of what the future might look like in terms of technology, like some sometimes now you see like films where it's set in the future and they're using like CDs, and mm. it's like it takes you out of it a bit because it's like oh we've moved past CDs and there's no way there's we're not going back to CDs, you know that's probably not going to be a thing whereas i think like even though the technology and the way it's presented in alien is kind of like it feels outdated but in a way it's actually like well it it still makes sense within the setting yes they're not putting a tape into anything they're not like yes they're typing on well that yeah they the keyboards and things are different enough that it could be a future where that that keyboard exists but like the screens aren't touchscreen, but that's fine. Because also touchscreens in space, no, it doesn't make sense. We need yeah, keys. You actually, you, <laughs> having watched many films set in the near future with Sam set in space, whenever there's a touchscreen on a spaceship, you always sort of end up like you sort of shake your head and sigh. Especially, especially in the scenario where it's someone trying to launch something, and they're sort of you, you, you're jostling around, 
It's yeah. like you you need to be able to flick a physical switch because yeah. it's like if you've ever tried to like use a sat nav in a moving car or something like that on a touch Which, screen. Don't do that. No, if you're a passenger, <laughs> if you're a okay. passenger, thank you. Yeah, um, and you're trying to use it on a touch screen, and a car itself is moving around in two enough, dimensions. In two dimensions, whereas this is going every which way, and you end you don't want to end up like, oh, sorry, I, I ejected Jeff. Yeah. So, yeah, just the fact that, you know, I feel like touch screen, you know, 1979, we had Star Trek people using like touch consoles and stuff, right? Yeah. And so they could have gone that way, but they didn't. They have like, phys- yeah. So it just, it just like it, that in itself, like helps it be- become like more real as well, because it, you're not thinking, oh, that doesn't feel right. Like, you know, the technology is not in an unca- uncanny valley or anything. So it's just like, yeah, great. Perfect movie, the end. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Well, that was uh, Sam's picks of films on free to TV. The fourth going week. Sorry, Chris, did you have perfect... anything else? Did you have no, anything else no, you wanted I didn't. to add? No, that seemed like the perfect topper. So we're going to leave it there. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah, no, great, perfect. Thank you. So... Uh, you will see us again. Well, I did not see. You will listen to us again in a couple of weeks' time. We're also going to be hopefully getting together the our uh, second annual St Albans Film Guide Awards, uh, which will be coming out just before Christmas, where we get all five of us presenters together, and we're going to have a discussion on our pick of films that came out this year, uh, the year twenty twenty two. So, Ooh. looking forward to that. Thank you very much, Sam for discussing your films this week no problem anytime and uh, well, dear listener once every other week <laughs> once every uh, well you, month yeah yeah once every month you actually have to pick them and uh yeah thank you dear listener and i hope you have a good rest of the week indeed Bye-bye. thank you bye-bye